Welcome to Sea Starter Pack, the place to be for all you need to know about consulting. Here in our podcast, you can find out about the tools and knowledge you will need to start off your career in consulting. Hello everyone, I'm Gunjan from 180 Degrees Consulting, Shriram College of Commerce. Today we have with us a star performer from Boston Consulting Group, Mr. Apoor Singh Sahin, the president of One Society of Witzkalani and the top performer in competitive professional tests like CAT and GMAT. We welcome you sir. Our first episode will entice the listeners to obtain the answers to a prime question. Is consulting for you? You may want to listen till the end as we have something special planned for our listeners. So let's dive in. Apoor sir, what are some of the skills required to become a successful consultant? Thanks for that question. I think this uh, is an interesting question. Uh, So the skills that are required to become a successful consultant, in my opinion, there are uh, three primary things that uh, a good consultant possesses. Uh, I'll start off with good problem-solving ability. That is the the foremost and the most important thing that a good consultant should have. And this problem-solving ability is not just about quantitative problem-solving, it is as much about qualitative problem-solving also. So your ability to bind and logically frame very ambiguous problem statements, your ability to think and develop solutions in a very logical, structured manner, uh, and also on the quantitative side, look at data, draw inferences, insights which are beyond obvious, beyond what, what will be the obvious uh, expectations of a client or what will be the obvious observations coming out from a set of uh, data points that you have. So these are some points on the problem solving front that are very important that all good consultants possess. The second dimension will be good communication skills. Uh, again, there will this will be a combination of verbal and written communication skills. When I talk about verbal communication skills, it is about always being answer first, taking sufficient buy-in of all clients, relevant stakeholders involved, being able to convince clients uh, who are at times way more experienced than you, uh, who might not, who might know a lot more about the problem statement that you are working on. So, being your ability to convince those people on how you are approaching the problem and how that might be the right way of looking at this problem. And then there are a set of written communication skills also. So all slides, presentations that you use, mails, any form of written communication that you send out to clients, all of that also is important. So the second dimension will be good communication skills. And the third dimension will be a sense of practicality, a very strong sense of practicality. Uh, And by practicality, I mean your ability to prioritize things effectively, uh, you know, look, focus on and look at things that are really important, really matter instead of trying to solve everything, trying to boil the ocean. I think that sense of practicality is very important and also having a very high bar on uh, what solutions work on ground uh, and, and are very real solutions instead of coming up with things. Uh, that that might sound good on paper, but might not be the most effective, most practical solution to be deployed on ground. So, these three things, according to me, uh, are the critical, most important things that a successful consultant should possess: good problem-solving skills, good communication skills, and a very strong sense of practice. Yes, I completely agree. I think more than, not only in consulting, but everywhere else, you require these are the most prime skills that you need to have. Oh, one follow-up question here. So, yeah. uh, would you say that uh, for consulting, uh, being more logical and being more realistic is more important than being more creative and being thinking out of, outside the box? I would slightly uh, differ from that opinion. I think uh, as a consultant, it, it is even more important to be creative because the reason why you were brought in 
to solve a problem as a consultant in the first place is that you bring that outside in perspective to a problem that people who have been spending 15 20 years of their working careers solving uh, that particular problem have not been able to think about really uh, your first job as a consultant is to bring that outside in logical view to a problem uh, which might not be very obvious for people who are spending a lot of time solving that problem anyways in their normal work days so i believe uh, being very creative and that is where this qualitative problem solving ability really comes in so your ability to look at very ambiguous problem statements uh, break those down into small pieces which can be then logically solved and then bring all of that together into one coherent solution uh, does involve a lot of creativity at times and it depends a lot on your ability to think outside the box so i'll slightly differ from your opinion there okay yeah that that's one thing i think required because then uh, so people really observe consultant as a maybe you know only analyzing numbers and only doing the part they don't think of the, the creative aspect which you have just mentioned that's what i think this is the listeners should look forward to let's move on could you tell us about your academic life what was the motivation that drove you to pursue consulting in the first place uh, i'll i'll take the first uh, part of this question first which is i'll talk a little about my academic life first So I did my schooling firstly from Birla School in Nainital, which is a boarding school, uh, and I was I took took a PCM uh, there. I was more interested in those subjects, so that that is something that I took up. And then uh, I pursued civil engineering at Bits Pilani after that. Uh, that is, uh, I I spent four years at Bits uh, doing civil engineering. I interned with Nomura Investment Banking. I also did a few research internships, worked on very academic things while I was uh, at Bits. So I. pursued some research work in earthquake engineering i also published a paper there uh, i was working with a scientist in the department of science and technology in india and then finally i had this option of uh, i had a deferred admission option for isp that is something that i took up so i wanted to stay and work in india and hence wanted to do my mba from india so i joined isp in 2018 graduated in 2019 from isp that is my uh, academic background so this was the first part of the question that you asked and then uh, how can i link this to my motivation for uh, taking up consulting in the first place i think so i had worked at amazon immediately after bits and this uh, role at amazon was a very execution heavy operational role i was working as an area manager in their supply chain team so i had worked on hardcore execution on ground execution during my stint at amazon and i did want to get exposure to some uh, strategy uh and and long term thinking also to become a well rounded corporate leader eventually and also so this is a very good analogy that i uh, did come across once previously so in the words of a consulting partner again uh, he suggested that early on in their careers all young professionals should try to walk around with a microscope on one eye and a telescope on the other so that is the sort of view that i wanted to uh build that is the lens that i wanted to have early on in my career so i did get that on ground execution experiences is the microscope on one eye at amazon and i wanted to pursue something that helps me build that long term strategy vision that is very important for a corporate leader and hence i wanted to get into consulting so this was my motivation work on long term strategic things and also get exposure to a lot of different sectors and functions early on in my career and that helps you with two things it helps you figure out what you want to eventually do in life it also gives you the confidence to understand that the basics and the fundamentals of business problem solving don't change even when industries and functions keep changing so that that 
I would say was my motivation for uh, even thinking of joining consulting. That's great. You have a really diverse background in that that aspect. Although um, when you did engineering, do you think whatever yeah. you learned in engineering helped you in consulting in any way? Uh, not in a very direct manner. Uh, so I pursued civil engineering back then during my time at BITS. So not in a very direct manner, but I think uh, there were some really good things that I picked up during my time uh, at BITS. So all my interactions with a lot of diverse people at BITS and the whole ecosystem that BITS uh, uh, provides. I think from an overall uh, personality development perspective, from an overall uh, ability to solve problems in a logical way, also to lead people. work in teams effectively i think it was more about the soft skills that i picked up during my time at engineering uh, so some of the technical skills not in a very direct manner but obviously it is about your uh, ability to handle quantitative data sets come up with very uh, good inferences and insights i think some of those skills do get used in engineering also in in most undergrad courses so some of those skills are definitely relevant but it is mostly about soft skills okay great So, what do you think is the right time to step into the domain of consulting? Okay, I don't really think there is a right time to get new consulting, but I'll, I'll. There are some nuances uh, to this this question that you have, and I'll go through some of those points. So, I firstly don't think that there is a right uh, time that I can help you with. Uh, you can join consulting either after. completing your undergrad or you can join consulting after post grad after doing your mba and most people join consulting after their mba that is only because some previous experience definitely helps because you have uh, exposure to at least a few industries before you join consulting that definitely helps and also the concepts that are taught in b school are usually very relevant are directly applicable to these problems that you work on in consulting so most people uh, who are working at consulting firms currently Uh, do get into consulting after their mba uh, but but the one thing that i did want to highlight is that the first 4 to 5 years in consulting are generalist years where you are expected to work in a very horizontal manner where that you are not expected to specialize in any particular field so you have to work across functions across sectors so if you join consulting as someone uh, who's not in a managerial position which typically happens after you spend 4 5 years in consulting then it will be great to join as early as possible because you anyways are not expected to bring in any any specialization uh, so to say so it will be good to join as early as possible if you get opportunities after your undergrad it will be great to join after undergrad immediately otherwise if you get opportunities after mba and there are a lot of target schools that these consulting companies have in india so it will be good to join after your post grad the second thing is that if you want to join later in life then in fact there might be uh, a requirement for you to come with a certain set of specialized skills that will be relevant in a particular sector and then you take up a relatively senior position in a consulting firm so that really is the uh, difference if you join after a managerial role which, which is basically given to people who have four five at least four five years of consulting experience or any form of experience so if you want to join as a specialist you will be spending a lot of time working in one area outside of consulting and then moving to consulting lately otherwise if you want to join as a generalist this will be early on in your career uh, try to join as soon as possible will be my suggestion i think that was pretty exhaustive all the different options was uh, analyzed by all of us although let's imagine i want to start my own consulting business i don't want to work under any consulting firms and how should i start going about that so i think to answer this question we first need to understand what 
the different types of consulting options uh, are 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 there really in the market so there are some specialist consulting firms so you can either uh, be a specialist in a type of consulting uh, problem that you pick up or solution that you give to a, a client and examples of that will be uh, i work for bcg for example which is a strategy consulting firm so there are strategy consulting firms out there then there might be implementation firms there might be solution design firms so you can either be a specialist in a type of consulting work that you do and you then work across sectors so bcg does strategy consulting across all sectors the other way to specialize is that you can be an industry specialist so there are uh, hr specialist consulting firms it specialist consulting firms healthcare education analytics uh, specialist consulting firms so there are a lot of industry or function specialist consulting firms also that exist so these are two dimensions on the basis of which consulting firms usually uh, di- uh, differentiate themselves versus other firms in the market so i think the uh, first and the most important thing is that you need to identify the space where you can do some unique value addition for the industry so it can either be in the form of a different type of consulting offering that you have for your client or it can be in the form of a specialization in a particular function or particular industry so it is about picking that niche where you can do a lot of uh, unique value addition for uh, clients in the industry that will be the first step then i think uh, we all do realize that consulting ultimately is a credibility driven business so to start in a new field i think uh, it is very important to hire and onboard people who are specialists uh, in a particular focused domain the niche that you pick for uh, operating and also have a strong industry brand already so i think that uh, again is a is an important thing to establish when you're starting out your own consulting firm and then it is about leveraging these initial uh recruits who are, who have a good standing in the industry to build both client relationships uh, and then onboard your first few set of clients and then if you do well with these uh, first few clients that you have i think word of mouth references in this industry are very very strong so the industry will realize that this is a company that is doing really well in this niche space and then your business should take off so i think instead of uh, trying to do something that a lot of other consulting firms are already doing in the market it is about identifying a niche space where you can add a lot of value and some of the most recent consulting firms that are doing really well in india globally also uh, have started out on this model they pick up one field let's say analytics and then specialize in that and then they add a lot of value to the clients and build their business from that one niche yeah i think yeah i mean if you specialize in one and you provide a unique model towards it then there's no way that that your consulting per business won't uh, go ahead good yeah so um what is it one thing that made you believe that consulting career is for you that this is what you want to do and this is what you have to do okay there might not be uh, a one thing that i'm able to highlight but there will be a set of things that made me realize that this might be a good uh, career for me so i'll i'll give you Uh, all those three four things that at least i have in mind but uh, so personally i believe i am someone who really enjoys uh, problem solving so i am uh, if i were to pick one i am more of a thinker than a doer that will be i think the most important dimension uh, then i think some of these points we already discussed i wanted to get a lot of horizontal exposure early on in my career so i am a very curious person always wanting to learn more about different industries different business models Uh, work with a lot of diverse people so that i can pick up some of these interesting insights about all industries uh, from 
uh, i also enjoy collaborating with people is is something that uh, i would say so i enjoy uh, working together in teams collaborating with people to solve problems uh, helping support them and i would say personally again i'm also someone who enjoys that intellectual challenge so opportunities where you are forced to rebuild yourself every few years work on your own skill sets uh, and then you are surrounded by a lot of smart people both on the client side fellow teammates that i work with that in itself is a very good learning experience it is very intellectually challenging you have to rebuild yourself every few years so i think uh, these are a few Uh, values that i align with uh, things on the personal front that motivate me that i do uh, find in consulting so i realized uh, while i was interviewing i interacted with a lot of people at uh, bcg and understood that these will all be things that bcg has to offer and i think so far the journey has been very rewarding so i worked across 10 11 different sectors already in my 2 years at bcg uh, working with a really uh, diverse set of amazing people So so far, I think all of these points uh, have been working out for me. I'm having a good time here so far. That's nice. I think uh, from what I uh, infer from what you have said is that consulting just provides a a different thing every time a new problem comes up or every time a new case comes up. The the problem of monotonous doesn't stay in the field of consulting. Yes, absolutely, and that is a good thing and a bad thing. Also, there are pros and cons of this thing. So, the good thing is obviously for people who are driven by that kind of intellectual challenge, uh, that there will be new things to work on that can uh, be very motivating. That that is a good thing. Uh, the cons of this point might be that you have to very quickly ramp up on a very different set of skills every time you get into a new situation. So. Uh, that can be very challenging to be honest so you are working in the hr space let's say for two months and then uh, you are then expected to quickly learn in a day's time about the telecom industry because then you will be doing a long term growth strategy for a telecom firm and three months from then you you will be moving to a private equity case where you will have to understand all financial concepts valuations everything about finance and then do a couple of cases in the private equity space move back to industrial goods and these these are all things that i'm picking from my own journey in consulting so it can be definitely challenging uh, because you're expected to pick up a lot of new things different things very quickly and ramp up very quickly on these technical concepts also so it is challenging but if you're someone who enjoys who's very curious who enjoys uh, going through situations where you're expected to learn new things build new sets of skills i think then consulting is definitely for you okay uh, i think these are the things that we need to keep in mind both the pros and cons before getting yes. into consulting yeah uh, could you please describe a typical day in the life of a consultant okay uh, i think so a typical day in the life of a consultant uh, there there might not be a Uh, there might not be one answer to this question this depends a lot on the sectors that you operate in the types of cases that you do so uh, a day when you're doing a strategy case might be slightly different from uh, when when you're on a on an implementation case for example so uh, this there again might be a slightly nuanced answer here but i'll take you through my day on an implementation case currently that i'm working on so there are elements of both strategy and then implementing whatever we come up with with the client working together so there is a lot of collaborative uh, problem solving thinking that happens but i'll take you through my day on my current case firstly just to give you some uh, idea of what consulting days typically look like and these are all non uh, these are not your typical 9 to 5 jobs to be very honest 
so i start my day at about 6:30 7 in the morning uh, and this again is a personal choice not everyone in consulting even in my team not not everyone starts their uh, day at 7 am in the morning but i prefer doing this so i get up at about 6:30 7 in the morning start my day and this starts with planning for the day sending out a few tracker emails update emails to clients etc but basically i spend 30 minutes about an hour uh, planning out the entire day and then sending out some of these reminder mails things that are pending from the previous day to all my clients relevant stakeholders then at about 8:30 am uh, there is a daily consultant team huddle that we get into this is a team meeting uh for bcg consultants internally we update our partners managers on all open tasks problems that i'll uh, i'll be working on on that day any support that will be required from the senior managers uh from my partners or anyone else in bcg uh, then we also plan the entire day out and align on expected outcomes by end of that day and by end of that week so some of this planning happens at around 8:30 in the morning then at about 10 am I get into my daily client huddle so this is when my client interaction typically starts so I interact with the most important 10 15 client stakeholders we discuss what they are supposed to deliver on that particular day give them their task uh, specific problems that we'll be solving where their support is required it can be in terms of any data that is required from their side any insights about that particular problem so all of that discussion happens at about 10 and then from 11 to about 2 Uh, this is 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. I am working on open problems by my own self. Typically, that is how I design my day. Uh, so these are usually uh, individual problems that I am expected to solve. I work on those. There might be a few working discussions here and there with my project leader, my immediate manager, wherever I feel that I need a uh, a thought partner to think along with. Then about uh, I do have my lunch at around two. Then two uh, to six is really time for client updates there are a lot of cxo discussions that happen uh, war room discussions that happen with different important client stakeholders where there are a lot of updates to be given that this is how we are working on a problem so there is a lot of client interaction that happens typically in the second half of the day when client counterparts are also relatively free uh 6 to 7 again there is a evening huddle <laughs> then back to the team again i get into a daily evening huddle this can be a joint huddle with my client counterparts and teammates other members of the team it can also be uh, these can also be two separate huddles i interact with my important client stakeholders again give them an update on what i solved in this day uh, where we are in the overall plan of things and what what next steps for tomorrow should be aligned on all of that happens and then after 7 i think uh, that that is when i do have work left but i do also have the flexibility to plan things around whatever i want to do after that so 7 to 10 11 approximately depends on how your day is going but that also is time for uh, problem solving things that you are going to work on by your own self but i do take out typically 20 25 minutes 30 minutes to work out not not every day but uh, 3 to 4 days in a week i do uh, work out also so that is something that i do after 7 and then i also take a 30 minute 45 minute uh, about a one hour break also uh, for having dinner with my family that is when i interact with my family so i sleep a little early i try to sleep by 12 and then start my day back again at 7 so uh, there are times in the day when you do have flexibility to plan things according to uh, your own schedules things that you would want to do but then there are a lot of uh, 
blog times in the day also when uh, there will be a lot of discussions happening because as i mentioned consulting is a very collaborative problem solving job so there are a lot of discussions that keep happening that you have to, you have to be involved in so not a lot of flexibility in the 9 am to 6 pm schedules is how i would put it after that you do have a lot of work to be completed but you also have flexibility on when you want to pick that up so it's pretty busy and pretty tight yeah it is pretty busy pretty tight weekends will be free uh, at least uh, for me that is the case uh, so this is my schedule for 5 days of the week five pretty intense days of the week and then i do get two days off after that what about pandemic has uh, work from home uh, helped or maybe you know made you overwork during uh, work from home scenario i think the problem with work from home uh, especially in consulting has been again so there are pros and cons uh, of of working from home also uh, the good thing is that we are able to cut down on some of the travel time that typically goes into a consulting week you have to travel to a lot of different client locations meet different people there so all of that travel time has been cut down i think that is a good thing you get more time to work on real Uh, problems or or stay at home for that matter because there are there are a lot of early morning late night flights that we consultants keep taking uh, so that has been reduced that is a good good thing the cons obviously are that there are a lot of client discussions that need to happen so earlier working in the uh, offline world or w- working with people or clients in their offices we just used to walk into a room uh, not uh, uh, being expected to set up a different meeting for every discussion that we need to have Uh, so we we could walk into the room of a ceo let's say talk to him for 5 minutes 15 minutes take his inputs and go back and work on our problem uh, whatever we are expected to deliver but i think in the remote setting things have changed because we are now expected to block even if it is a 15 minute schedule and that typically does not happen so the number of meetings uh, on zoom or on uh you know these these microsoft teams environments have gone up so that takes up a lot of our uh, time during the day i think that has been a challenge so because of the sheer number of interactions that we need to have with a lot of different client stakeholders a lot of time is going there and these discussions could have been reduced by about 40% 50% easily if you we were working from the client's office okay i mean there are both mixed opinions and mixed yeah, yeah. Uh, pros and cons here yeah. so let's go to the surprise element that we have planned for today okay. uh So if you don't mind we have devised a quick fun rapid fire round you just have to answer the questions oh, quickly and honestly okay. so shall we begin Yes can do that Okay if you weren't a consultant what profession would you go for I would have been an entrepreneur so running a company of my own probably in the e-commerce or consumer goods domain So you plan to do that maybe after you retire from consulting not really i am not very sure of this but uh, yeah if not consulting then this is something that excites me i think this is another area that gives you the opportunity to learn a lot of different skill sets on a daily basis so, yeah yeah totally yeah if you were to hold a world record which one do you think you could hold oh <laughs> okay so i think uh, i am a big movie buff uh it will probably be for watching movies for the most number of hours more most number of continuous hours i would say <laughs> so the binge watch would be binge watch yeah. award goes to you yeah <laughs> okay describe an embarrassing moment you could you had on a zoom meeting with a client oh, interesting there have been a lot of those but i think uh okay so i'll pick one i 
was on this call with a client along with uh, potential investors also uh, that we were working with uh, and my manager on that call actually did not realize that he was not on mute and he ended up saying uh, uh, things like i am a, a friend of his must have called him and then he ended up saying things like i'm on this really sad useless client call the oh investors my. can't decide only what they want to do and the ceo is not willing to share any data and all all of this was audible both the ceo and the investor team were there on the call uh, and then we kept messaging him that uh, you you're not on mute and i think he realized that pretty late but luckily i think that was the last meeting for uh, for our team with that client <laughs> then we'll oh my god i'm pretty sure no one is going to forget this anytime soon yeah describe in a sentence your ideal weekend after a taxing week at work okay interesting uh it'll be sleep for 10 12 hours uh, each day each day of the weekend uh watch a few movies work out spend time working out and then spend time with family read a little if that is possible that will be my ideal relaxing weekend okay a peaceful sleep time great yeah. or oh, one word to describe your first official interview uh one word will be conversational if i can use one word that that will be the word and uh, this is because i my expectations from the first official interviewer that this is going to be a very serious setting where the interviewer is going to ask me grill me on a lot of technical things all of that will happen but then it was very conversational did not even feel like an interview it was just a discussion on some random things about life that we were having in that moment so that was a very big realization for me that these interviews that we uh, do fear a lot might not be very formal things in life these are very conversational open ended discussions that you have with the other people and it is mostly about understanding your fit with their team with that company some of those elements are best evaluated in a casual discussion only yeah i think that's nice because whoever i ask about their interview interview experience it's all about nervous or uh, grilling questions i think so very nice tone that i got from you today Yeah, okay, but that, so that has been my experience with a lot of different. Again, uh, my interviews with Amazon when I was joining Amazon and then with BCG. I think this has been a common theme. Only interviews are typically very, very conversational, casual discussions. Obviously, you end up discussing some serious things also, but it is not uh, very serious uh, on most. As portrayed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay now we have uh, come to the end of our podcast I thank you sir for answering all those questions uh, so quickly and uh, I'm sure it was more insightful and fun uh, I also thank you for taking out time from your busy schedule and guiding young enthusiasts towards the field of consulting it was indeed a pleasure to interact with you Thank for you all- thank you <laughs> Thank you sir. Uh for all our listeners do check out our Instagram handle and drop in some of the questions that you want to get answered and we will take them in our further episodes. For now, thanks for listening. Stay home, stay safe. Bye bye.